Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's 10 p.m., and welcome to a very special edition of Pure Gold for this Tuesday night, May 17, 2011. Hope you all had a super weekend. Welcome once again to the show that covers sports life and everything in between. My name is Joe, Kryptonian for Jarrell, Buccino, and for tonight, and for tonight only, seated in his fortress of solitude, my tag team partner and co-host. David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. Kal-El. How are you doing, sir? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. That Smallville intro got me pumped, a little bit out of the ordinary, different than our normal pure gold intro. And, sir, I have to say, we should have been playing that thing every week, every Thursday for Smallville View. You're right about that. I'm glad that we got to play it one time before the finale. And you know what, DG? Ten years in the book. It's time to put a bow on this one, PG style. I completely agree, sir. And, of course, I'm sure you're about to say to give out the contact information and everything else. Folks, if you'd like to join us for this extra special Smallville edition of Pure Gold, you can call us at 714-364-4721, our special Smallville hotline. You can check out our website, puregoldpg.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all the other wonderful ways. You can check out our new articles, as we mentioned last week, uh, where we have some blog writers, we have some, you know, I'm not a big fan of blog per se, but, you know, everybody calls it that. We have our writers, we have our staff, our crack staff, Kenny, we have Jonelle, myself, of course, still waiting for JB, or should I say Jorel, to write his uh, his first article. And, of course, Hans, who will eventually get into movie reviews and things of that nature when he gets off his duff. We are excited. If you'd like to be a part of that, please email us. Get in touch with us. Hit us up on Twitter. All that are hot garbage. But tonight, and tonight alone, we are locked and loaded, ready to roll, ready to go downtown to Smallville, like only PG can do, sir. You know, Carol, it's uh, it's just really amazing. Just um, you know, ten years in the making. Finally, had the finale this past Friday, and um, I know we'll dissect it. Uh, you know, from soup to nuts, but, you know, it's just, it's always bittersweet when a series like this ends, even though um, I would concur with you that um, the series should have ended maybe like three or four seasons ago because they kind of dragged it out, but I want to also mention that the ratings, I mean, we had 2.97 million viewers watch the finale DG. That was up about 49% from the last episode, which is, you know, it matches the season premiere, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. Uh, really? So almost 3 million people watched it? Yes, sir. Considering it was on a Friday night, that was actually pretty good. I know that Hans, who is with us on the line, the three, you know, Hans, myself, uh, my wife, and a couple other buddies, we saw it on Sunday. 
Hans, are you okay, man? Are, are, have you recovered from the Smallville finale? Uh, I am well, guys. Thank you for asking. Someone hyped it up too much, and I couldn't really enjoy it. Said it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever to come on TV, and it kind of disappointed me. Well, I'm glad it wasn't me that hyped it up that much because whoever that guy is is an idiot. <laughs> he really is, well, JB. He really is. Well, you know, folks, Hans, of course, is referring to my co-host, who, for reasons that shall remain known to everyone, you know, as you know, I'm a youth minister, so Friday night was youth night. The guys tried to convince me to skip, or actually it was church. The guys tried to convince me to skip it and watch it, but I couldn't because, you know, God would not be too happy with me. But we saw it on Sunday uh, in the afternoon, and Joe, the entire weekend, folks, texting me, have you seen it? Have you seen it? You need to see it. I just saw it again. Sabrina and I just saw it for the fifth time. We saw it again seven times, 30 times. You know, I don't even know how many text messages I got, but they were, it was an insane amount, an inordinate amount of text from JB telling me how it was the greatest show in the history of television, the greatest finale in the history of the world, and I had to see it. What kind of fan was I? I mean, folks, there's stuff that I can't even repeat that he said to me. Terrible, horrible, atrocious things. But you know what? We're still friends. We're still doing the show, and we're still here to talk about Smallville. So, Hans, I know it was hyped up quite a bit, but, um, you know, JB, would you like to get into the uh, – I know we have – it's going to be an action-packed show, but, JB, would you like to get right into the finale? Would you like to just cut right into that, sir? Or is there any other comments you'd like to make before we get into the Smallville finale? Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to rebuttal that and just say that, you know, for being the greatest fans, you know, Hans and yourself being the greatest fans – to wait until Sunday, 5 p.m. to watch the series finale, I think is, you know, quite lame. I give you guys an F for that. I mean, you could tell me <laughs> that I I hyped the show up way too much of the series finale, but you know, you in did. the end, in the end, I got what I wanted. I, I know, you know, there were a lot of people that wanted to see this up close and were almost like it was almost like a fetish that people wanted to see this guy in a uniform so bad. I just it, it got sickening. I mean, I think we got just enough. The finale itself was. I gave it a B on the on the uh, you know the poll on the PG website. I gave it a B. I thought the first hour and a half, believe it or not, was uh, okay. It was didn't have the the feel of a series finale. Some scenes did, some scenes didn't. But I thought the last 25 to 35 minutes is where it really got good, and that's where the meat of the episode was. I thought it really delivered in the end. I know DG, you have some other thoughts, and Hans, you do too. In all, though, I thought it was a show a series that delivered all the goods in the end. We got what we wanted. We saw Superman. We saw the S. We even got what DG predicted at the end. We saw the S being ripped out, uh, you know, ripped off by Clark as he's running to be Superman. So we got everything we wanted. We even got the music. I mean, how does that not get you pumped up? I agree with you in that sense, but what we got, I think, was typical Smallville in the sense that, I mean, the first... I need to rewatch it, let's be honest, but the first, like, hour and 58 minutes was complete. It wasn't really that good. And I'm not trying to say it was terrible, folks. I don't want to I don't want to come across that way. But the truth of the matter is that it, it was classic bad Smallville, you know. Uh, my whole issue with the episode was the Rex situation. I understand that Michael Rosenbaum could only do one day of shooting, but 19 hours, from what I read, to shoot, like, 19 seconds of dialogue... Lex had almost no part in it. That bugged me. But aside from that, the fact is that 
you know, you had the stuff with Oliver, which is ridiculous, the way that he dispatched uh, Desaad and, um, you know, Godfrey and, and, and Granny Goodness, who happens to look exactly like Hansel's grandmother, but, you know, that's, that's the point. Um, you had that situation. that they're, they're built up to be these all bad, you know, all-knowing blah, 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 and they get dispatched with one hour each at the same time. Darkseid did nothing other than possess, you know, um, the corpse of Lionel, who was heartless at that point, and then one punch by, by Clark, he's done. You know, it's just, I mean, I like the show, but it was just classic Smallville where just most of it seemed pointless, and then at the end, it just delivered. If you were to go based on what Joe said, then you know what, it should get an A+, plus because we got him in the suit, sort of, we got to see the S, we got to see him, uh, you know, living on his destiny, we got to see him flying, we got to see the main things that we needed to see, but the way it was executed was just questionable, and Hans, you know, I have so many other things that I'd like to say, but Hans, uh... You know, give us your your take briefly on that before we you know we go back and forth up in this piece. I completely agree with you, DG. I mean, it was classic Smallville. When when I actually watched the episode, I loved it minute for minute, every scene. I loved it. But then when I went back and you know me and you talked about it off the air and we dissected it, it actually really sucked, except for the last <laughs> two minutes. Where they gave us everything that we wanted. Yep. And it was horrible. I mean, I love <laughs> that Lex came back. I I really do love that Lex came back. But it was such a crappy scene. I was expecting this great... I mean, the speech was great. I'm not going to take away from the speech. But I was expecting a little bit something more grandiose from Lex. And something more between him and Clark. I was just May expecting I? more. And, and not because JB hyped it. It was just my expectation. Him saying May he's I? not coming back, he doesn't want to do the show, and then he finally says he does. And if ni- out of 19 hours they got that one minute, I, I really <laughs> hope when the DVDs come out, there's like a ton of deleted scenes. There's like three there hours of Lex in the DVD. May yeah, I or no. some director's unrated cut version of the season finale that's like four hours long. May I interject? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to also mention that as much as this had the finale and closing up of all the Smallville, you know, storylines into the series finale, I also want to mention that I know that you guys didn't like the whole scene between Lex and Clark, but I think they also in a way, wanted to set up, like, what the, not the movies would have been like, but what the future is going to be like between Lex and Clark. I think that you got an open-ended scene with those two guys saying how, you know, and, and Lex's words were pretty strong, if you think about it. He said that we're not defined by our friends or family, we're defined by our enemies. And I thought that that was a great open-ended way to end the series. I mean, remember, this is not Superman, this is Smallville. And no, but Jamie, I don't, go ahead. I, I don't mean to cut you off. And I, no, I get where you you're can. coming from. And, but they ruined it. They made Lex forget everything that happened. They made Lex not be the Lex that he was on the show. And that, that really bugged me. And the way they did it was really horrendous, by the way. <laughs> with Tess touching him with her blood, that was just retarded. And he suddenly forgets it. If they wouldn't have done that, I think I would have like that scene more, and I would be able to agree with you, but they, they killed it at the end. I agree. You know what? 
We have a caller, so let's get her on the take. Uh, get her on the show and get her take. We have the one and only Andrea from Wallington, a first-time caller, a long-time listener. Andrea, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you? Doing good. You sound very tired. You must be. Uh, your energy must be spent from watching that Smallville season finale fifty times. You know, I was just hearing to listening to the conversation, and I disagree about the Lex uh, comment that was made by the other caller. Uh, I think oh, that you know, Lex Lex starts off as um, you know not evil. He's not evil in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, he's you know he's trying to be in a sense a good character and. Um, you know, the fact that his memory is wiped, it's like he's starting all over again. He's like going back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with what they did, but it makes sense given the lab and the technology that they had built. So his memory, from my understanding, his memory is taken away by a device that, in a sense, didn't he create it or was it created out of their core? So it's just kind of justification. Uh, that's how I see it. It's just, you know, him messing with genetics and now it's happening to him. So it's payback in a sense. Um, But I think that it's, uh, you know, it may have not have been the best way to end it, but I think that um, it's just, you know, again, starting at the beginning. Okay. Let me just ask you a quick question, Andrew. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. How long long have you been watching the show and – and just give us a general overview of what you thought about the series itself and what you thought about the finale, and then hit us up with any other comments that you might have, because I don't want to cut you off. Um, well, I mean, I've been watching this show for the 10 years, and uh, I didn't I didn't actually see the first episode. I, I remember I was uh, uh, in school at the time, um, so I would come home, and it would be past the time that I guess Smallville was on at that point. So I missed the first one. Um, but then I've, I watched ever since, and it progressed obviously extremely slow over ten years. Um, but you know, the last couple of years, I felt like you know it dragged in a sense yeah. because it, it seemed like at the end of everyone, damn, he still didn't fly. You know, he still <laughs> didn't get his suit. You know, what's going on? And it was just, and there were some really strange episodes in between, some just kind of really outlandish ones. Um, like I think there was one about Valentine's Day where I don't know if it was Red Crick tonight or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that episode. It's always Red Crick tonight. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if it was Lana that goes nuts or he goes nuts. Um, not Lana, I'm sorry, Lois. Um, but yeah, there were just some strange episodes in between, and then some really powerful ones. Um, and I think that the, you know this season was definitely interesting. You knew it was finally coming to an end. They were finally getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, the last episode, in my opinion, I mean, I just wanted to see him fly. Yeah. To me, yeah, the suit was a bonus. I just wanted to see him fly because it was just like a tease. You know, every time he would speed into the next location or just kind of take off in the air, in a sense, to me, it was like, well, he, I mean, he's still getting there. He's just not floating. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, I, I think that the way that they ended it was probably the only way they could end it. And I, I don't think it could have gone on for another season. I think it would have defeated the purpose um, well, if it I, did go on for another season. I mean, how much longer could you drag it? Uh, I think people would become highly disinterested 
in the show, even though if you are a true follower, I mean, I would have watched it anyway if they went into one more yeah. season. But it's just like it's it's a level of frustration. You're just you know you're ready for him to get his suit. You're ready for him to fly. Um, I just wish they would have one more season um, of him as Superman, which again I understand defeats the purpose of Smallville versus Superman. But it would be nice to to have you know even if it was just a spinoff for one season or whatever it might have been. Yeah, I've always felt, and I've said this on the show many times, that um, what would have been, I mean, the show really did, 10 seasons is too long. Him not flying for 10 years is ridiculous, especially considering the fact that the original producers of the show had left the show a couple of seasons ago, and it was their whole no flights, no tights rule that was in effect. But I always felt that what they should have done, even if just for one year, transition Smallville, jump a couple years in the future, which they did seven years, um, and call Metropolis and have the same cast that that was at the very end. Have you know Chloe in it, you know doing whatever she would do. Clark, Lois, the real Jimmy, Perry White, you know his mom, those main people, and then call it Metropolis and have him in the in the Superman suit, have him doing everything. But again, like you said, it kind of would have defeated the whole purpose of uh, of Smallville in and of itself. If there was one moment aside from the very ending that you you really liked about the finale, uh, Andrew, you know before we before we let you go, what 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 would you say that is? What was your favorite moment aside from you know the very actual end of, you know the last couple of minutes where you see him in the future with Lois? Um, I think my favorite part was his mom and and his mom trying to get through to him um, about how he can't necessarily push his entire past away that he has to kind of embrace it. Um, and the whole time he was trying to like move forward, move forward, but he didn't want to bring his past with him. I thought that was yeah. kind of the whole purpose right there is that he couldn't, um, he never learned how to do that. He never learned how to just either move forward. Um, you know, and this episode, this season was all about him moving forward and getting on with his life, but he just wanted to block out everything else. Um, so to me, that was the changing moment. You know, that's when he becomes Superman. Not him getting the suit, not him realizing that he could float midair, you know, when Darkseid hits him. Um, it's not about that. It was about what his mom had to say um, and him coming into the realization that, okay, I can have both. I could have my past and embrace it and still move on. So for me, that's kind of, that's when he becomes Superman. Yeah, yeah. All right, Andrea. Well, you know, we greatly appreciate you calling in and, you know, taking time on your schedule to call in. You know, of course, you're always welcome on the show, and we, we appreciate you sharing your opinions and whatnot. And, you know, um, no Marvel may be over, but I'm sure there could be other, you know, maybe other things you might be interested in. So give us a call when you, uh, you know, when you're not, uh, you know, heading to the sheep, as it were. <laughs> okay, you guys have a good night. You too. All right, Andrew, take care. Folks, take that was care. the one and only Andrea joining us. I, I know that... um. I know that Hans was was quiet during that segment, but we actually have another caller that I would like to take now. Um, Hans, you still there, buddy? Yes, I am. I actually, well, let's take the caller. I have a comment to what she was saying about the whole Lex and Clark relationship. Well, no, make it first because, you know, we probably forget and then, you know, we'll get into this next caller. So, uh, Lenise from Passaic, just hold on. We'll get with you in a second. Go, sir. My, my whole problem with, with what she was saying about it gets to start over is that they actually are taken away from the Lex and Clark relationship that they had built upon, like him becoming evil, them always fighting. They took it away by erasing his memory. I understand that, you know, even in the comics, they they did that. They 
I think that in one one version there was an explosion in Kansas. Lex was there working in one of his labs, and that's how he forgot that Clark was Superman. And there was other versions where he dies and he comes back and he doesn't know who Clark is. Yeah, but he's a clone the, or whatever. He yeah. It and and jump ahead seven years and he's being elected as president, and them not showing that struggle or that that fight between them, I feel like it. they took away the last ten years of, of Lex and Clark, well, seven years because Lex did leave a few seasons ago. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying, especially in the sense that, um, you know what, that was the whole dynamic. And, Joe, it's not that we didn't like that scene, because we actually loved that scene, but that was it. There was nothing more. When he killed Tess, it was so ridiculous because... She, he said, you know, I wanted to save you from becoming me. And what did Tess say her dying breath? Clark already did that. So killing Tess was pointless. And not just because I actually liked the character, but killing her was dumb. Doing that whole thing. And then to erase it, to erase all the bad he's done was ridiculous. Um, but let's get into Lenise, uh, you know, who's joining us from uh, from Passaic. Lenise, how are you doing this evening? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Lenise, what, what would you like to talk about? Well, I didn't listen to the first few minutes of the show, so I'm not exactly okay. sure what you guys are talking about. But we were talking about remember... the series finale. <laughs> what? No, I said we were talking about the Smallville series finale and how much we liked it and certain bits and pieces of it. What did you like about the episode? I know you're a big Smallville fan, so what what was your favorite part? Wait, I was I was gonna comment first. I know you said something about or the original characters and them signing off with other people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you remember the um or his Clark's best friend in the first few seasons? He was like African American. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Pete. Pete. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he was actually arrested for doing drugs. Yeah, so that's yeah. why he's going to be back on the finale. And, well, um when me when me and my brother were watching it, we were saying that it, he would have been the best man if he were at that. He should have been the best man. You know what? Yeah, he that's Thank you for calling because, you know what, Joe, you can stuff it. We have had this conversation so many times, and Joe always gets on my case because I'm obsessed with Pete. It's not that I'm obsessed with Pete. Hans is an obsessed with Pete. In the comics, I know maybe you're not a big comic book fan, but in the comics, Pete Ross is his best friend, his lifelong best friend. And in, in this, this awful show, for whatever reason, Pete left to do horrible TV shows. Then he ends up getting arrested, and he's probably going to go to jail for 25 years. But the fact is that, Lenise, they didn't even put Pete in a flashback. They didn't even let him show that he never existed. Thank you. I never even mentioned him. I was so sad. I'm like, okay, what happened to Pete? My brother's like, oh, he's in jail. I'm like, oh, okay. Do you remember, uh, Lenise, did you watch a couple seasons ago when Pete made his one and only return to Smallville? No, I didn't see that one. Okay. It was an episode, and we'll, we'll get into this later, but Pete... Ends up getting superpowers based on some stride gum. It was so terrible. It was horrible. But that was the only time that Pete... Actually, no, he was only mentioned twice in the history of Smallville since he left. He's only been mentioned twice. And Hans... That's horrible. I know you feel exactly the same way that I do. But let's not talk about Pete right now. What else What else did you like about the show or didn't like about the episode? Um, I was a big Lana fan throughout the seasons, and I kind of backslid a little after the fifth season. Yeah, w- but, yeah, um, when, when pretty, okay. 
Throughout everything, I was a big Lana fan, so I was kind of upset when she became the human kryptonite. Oh, that was so terrible. Wasn't that the worst plot line in the history of TV? That was the worst yeah. possible way they could have ever written Lana off. I also think that she should have um, been in the wedding as well, you know what I mean? Like, my brother was saying, oh, there's no purpose for her to be back in the show, because ultimately his, like, wife was um, Lois. Yeah, yeah. But since she she was there from, like, the very beginning, she went through so much, I think she still should have been in the wedding. Somehow they could have altered some show where she became normal again, you know what I mean? I completely agree with you, and I don't know how Hans or, or Joe, how you guys feel about this, but... The way they wrote off Lana, and we, we're going to get into this because, uh, you know, after we finish the finale, we'll talk about this. I have an idea for how we can continue to talk about Smallville. But the fact is that I saw an interview, uh, Lenise, that Joe sent to me, my, my co-host, and she basically said that she's doing other things in her life right now. The question was asked of her, are you going to watch the finale? And she goes, you know what, no, I'm probably not going to see it for like six months. And it was like such a slap in the face. First of all, all she's done in her career is make horrible movies like the Chun-Li movie and then guest appear on Chuck and then disappear. So she's not doing anything with her career. If Pete wasn't selling Oxycontin to, like, you know, hundreds of people and going to jail for 30 years, he could have been on the show. But, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't have Lana. She couldn't come back. She didn't want to come back. But at least, at least they showed her in flashbacks. Pete did not even... Clark saved Pete a hundred times in the first three seasons, and they yeah, acted definitely. like Pete never existed. Was there any, was there anything you didn't like about the finale, uh, Linnies, before we uh, before we let you go? Um, Aside from what you well, just mentioned, are, was there anything you really didn't like? Things, those are the main things that I didn't like about the finale, how they didn't have the reunion of the original cast, and then the things that I liked about it was the breakthrough with Lois and not wanting to marry him and then finally wanting to marry him, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. It was, that, that was definitely good. Did you love the part at the very end when him and Lois are uh, having the, the conversation, he goes up to the roof and, you know, is about to turn into Superman? That was good. That was good. I just found um, during the show it was a little ironic how, you know how the um, evil people kept trying to get Oliver to, like, come to the dark side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so ironic how they were supposed to be, like, the righteous people of God and, like, Talk about the rapture and all this stuff, and they're like the evil ones, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. That was actually kind of interesting, and it kind of tied in the whole, you know, biblical aspect with it, but in reverse. That was really interesting. Yeah. But, Lenise, we, we, we thank you for calling. You know, you're always welcome on the show. We're going to continue okay. to talk about Smallville. We'll get into that later, so if you'd like to share your thoughts and whatnot, you know, feel free to call back in another night. Okay, I'll be listening. All right, Lenise, have a good night. Okay, bye. Sorry, guys, I know that uh, that was pretty much a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me and Lenise, but Hans, Joe, any comments on, on what she said? I'm just glad that there's somebody else out there that, or actually two other people that feel the same way that me and DG feel about Pete not being on the show. JB? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just uh, continue your obsession with Pete, and just don't forget that, uh, you know, this, the show Smallville did not follow the, the comic books verbatim. It almost seems like you guys are hung up on the fact that you you have to compare it always to the comics, and Pete has to be here, Pete has to be here. Well, you know what? Pete wasn't there, and you just need to get over it. <laughs> but Look, they Joe. ruined it because it, instead of making – they actually gave P 
Pete's role to Chloe pretty much in the show. And I yeah. get it, the the whole they're trying to get everybody to watch the show with uh the female aspects, but Pete is the lifelong friend. And I know that they shouldn't go verbatim by the comic book, but still like keep a little continuity. Uh, keep it a little bit the same for us. Joe, let me ask you a question. I know that it's a TV show and obviously it's not real life, but don't you? If you had, a, I'm sure you had childhood friends growing up, right? I remember your your wedding. I know we always joke about um, what's his face, uh, Evan being the best man at your wedding. But who was the best man at your wedding? Um, his name was John. Okay, how long were you friends with John? I'd say for about 21 years. That's most of your life, basically. So right. you and John were friends. You got married, what, like eight years ago? Right, something like that. Six years ago? I don't know. Who, who cares? point is that John was the best man at your wedding, and you guys had stayed friends throughout the years. Regardless of what happened, if John went to another planet, came back, whatever the case is, in the case of this show, my issue, my, my major issue with the whole Pete thing, and Pete was, you know, whatever, he's a good actor. They made him black. He's really supposed to be white. That's kind of besides the point. My whole issue with Pete is that the way that they wrote Clark at the very beginning was that him, it was him and Pete. They were super tight. They were best friends. Then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, Pete is off the show, doesn't even graduate high school with his best friends, lifelong friends, kind of went out like a punk, never reappears again on the show in seven years other than the, the finale, which, was, which is insane. I mean, other than that one horrible episode. But... You know, Pete was supposed to play an important part in Clark's life, and they just kind of got rid of him, never mentioned him, he never existed. So what does Clark do? Clark becomes this weird, brooding, loner, like, stalker, who all of his friends are female, and he has an issue with all of them, and then him and Lex aren't friends anymore. So it kind of threw the show for a loop. It threw Clark's life off. Him having a best friend, having an actual friend, would make him semi-normal. Instead, they made him surrounded by women, who he had issues with, and that was it. Clark had no friends. Don't you find that odd that they wrote Clark as basically a Batman with no friends except for women? But uh, now I don't know where your argument stems from because now are we talking about the finale itself, the the two-hour finale, or are we just going to start nitpicking the the series itself? Because no, no, we're, we're going to do it all. We're going to do yeah, it to your goal, baby. We're going to do everything. Yeah. I know we are, but you're asking me why was it, you know, you're upset that Pete wasn't there, but Pete hasn't been around Clark's life for the last three years. So, you know, the it's like they almost like lost touch. That, the the thing ahead. that upsets us the most was not even a clip. It, when you saw the finale and Clark was looking at the crystals and they had clips of everybody, I mean, almost everybody on the show. Like the scenes where he's saving people, that the intro where he's saving yeah. the kid. I mean, yeah. they didn't even show Pete. That I think that's what bugs us as fans of Smallville. You know, I guess fans of Pete, not because of who Pete is or you know the actor. It's just it's Pete, and it's like what they've said. It's his best friend, regardless of comic book comparisons. In season one and two and three, these guys are, like, supposed to be brothers. And Clark is always saving him. And then he just disappears. No mention, nothing. And at the season finale, no mention whatsoever either. It's like he didn't exist. They basically wrote it 
like Pete never existed. And, and that's the thing, Joe. It's that, all right, Pete's been gone, but do you remember that horrible Stride Gum episode? The fact is that in that episode, they dealt with Pete. This show has always been great. And I'm and one thing I loved about Smallville, minus Pete, who's the black hole, not, I don't mean that as a racial thing, but um, <laughs> he, he's basically a black hole of existence. And the reason I say that is because Smallville has always been great about continuity. They always get the same actors to come back for the same role three, four, five years later. Always. They've always done that. Even with Bug Boy at the homecoming. They've always done it. But with Pete, it's like Pete never existed. He's never mentioned again. He just, hey, there he goes. He's gone. And that's what bugged me. I'm surprised they didn't show a clip of Clark saving Whitney from the first season and then not show Pete. I mean, come on, Joe. You make us all sick. Well, what would have made you guys happier? Did you want to be the best man at the wedding where he hasn't been around for the last three or four years, or did you just want to see one little clip of him being saved? Huh? I, I would have prefer. I would have liked just the clip. I mean, yeah, it would have been weird if he was the best man, but not showing up at the the reunion, not showing <laughs> up for other important parts of Clark's life, but at least that clip, just. Uh, a little moment of the the car, the drag racing scene where he's saving. Yeah, that, kryptonite, baby. I would have been happy well, with that. Let me, let me ask you one question. With the stride gum scene. DG, let me ask you a I quick question. Okay. Let me ask you a quick oh. question, though. DG, you know how, like, uh, Chris Benoit was known as a, uh, is now known as a murderer and they cut him all, out of all video? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think the fact that now Pete, the actor, is now like a felon, they wanted not to mention at, him at all for this series finale? I guess that's possible. My only problem with that, though, Joe, is that he's he's been acting for the past couple of years. He's done horrible other things on TV. He did Blue Mountain State. He's been in shows. So it's not like Pete or Sam Jones III, the actor, doesn't exist. I mean, first of all, he's not Chris Benoit. He didn't murder his wife and kid and then kill himself. He probably sold Oxy, OxyContin to you. But the point is that I would have been happy, and I realize this is all we're talking about is Pete, and this is not the small. We're going to have to just go seven hours on this show. I would have been happy if Pete was in a clip. That that alone would have made me happy. But realistically speaking, he should have at least been at the wedding in some capacity, a cameo. You know, they can do Jimmy Olsen, the fake Jimmy Olsen, the real Jimmy Olsen, did a, a one-second, two-second cameo in the show. Why couldn't they get Sam Jones to just come out and just be like, hey, man, congratulations, you know, and then everything happens and he leaves? At least something. Show him, please. Do something. You know it just you know what bugs I love? me to no end. I love the fact that you were harping on Pete, one little character that hasn't been around, and you guys, like, are, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue my argument and say you guys are nitpicking with no Pete. And the fact that you guys don't even, like, mention the good stuff, like, you know, I'm going to give you an example. I, I love the interactions between him and his father, Jonathan. Jonathan Kett, were, I thought, were pure gold. I mean, you couldn't beat the conversations that he had with his father uh, by the grave, inside the barn, even at the very end when he gives him the uniform. All those things were just, like, you know, great moments. Oh, I, I, you know. those were beautiful moments in the show. That was just great. There, We can't nitpick at Well, at least I can't. I don't know about DG, but I can't say anything bad about those scenes between him and his father, him and his uh, mom. Those were great scenes. Let me put it this we're, way. we're talking about Smallville as a whole and the season finale as a whole, not just <laughs> certain parts that were great. <laughs> we're talking about Pete as a whole. <laughs> That's the way. All right. Let me put it this way, Joe. Go the ahead. Stuff- 
the the best part, the best part, the absolute top notch. There, there was a couple of scenes that were spot on. Every single scene that Jonathan in Jonathan was in was perfect. And then the very last scene where he becomes Superman. The, those alone, and then the Lex scene where he talks to Lex. Those alone made the show great. Made the episode great. Made it worth watching. Made it not completely suck. They got Jonathan perfect, spot on. Every single thing that they did with him, he played such an important role in the finale, just like he should have. You know, that was perfect. They, 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 they nailed it. But some of the other stuff kind of bugged me. Little, little things, you know, other things. But if we're going to go on just on that, then absolutely. Jonathan Kent, that was perfect. I've, I've always been a huge fan of, of Jonathan. He, as much as I harp on Pete, he's my second favorite character in the show, uh, right after Clark. He's always been my favorite. When they killed him, I actually stopped watching the show for for the rest of the fifth season. You know, when he died in the 100th episode, which is the one where they had that, like, alternate reality thing, I remember watching it. I'm, I remember it clear as day. I'm sitting in front of my television when I, you know, lived at my mom's house, and, I'm, and I said to myself at the commercial, 30 minutes in, I said, wow, this is the greatest episode I've ever seen of Smallville. Then the next 30 minutes proceeded to torpedo everything that had come before it and, to me, ruined the show. It took me like six months to actually start watching the show again. Even past, and I remember, Hans, you know, we were talking about this back in the day. You remember how upset I was about that? How I basically, Smallville was banned from my vocabulary? Jonathan Kent is the perfect character, better than the mother, better than almost Clark even. So that was great. The Lex scene was great. My problem with the Lex thing, Joe, is that there wasn't enough Lex. And I know you're going to say that, all right, you know, Michael Rosenbaum, but there just was not enough Lex. And I get that it's Clark's thing because they kept saying in the, in the articles that I read, it's about Clark. Let's make this about Clark. We want it to be about Clark. But Lex and Clark are it, man. Every Superman movie, who's the main villain? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, and, or Lex Luger, as Joe says, and, and Clark Kent are, are inexplicably, intrinsically tied like Cain and Abel, like uh, any other great pairing, you know, Thor and Loki, whatever great pairing you want to see, good and bad, they're it, you know. So, JB, give me your thoughts on that. Um, you know, I I just want to also mention, I mean, I, I I see where you guys are coming from, I really do, but when we mentioned the overall, and, you know, you even told me about this off the uh, in our production meeting, you told me how the whole Superman mythology and all that was created because of uh, what a guy got shot, a father got shot? Yeah, um, I think it's uh, Simon Schuster, the, the co-creator of the show, of right. Superman, the character. His father was, was robbed and, and shot by a, by a mugger, which is where the whole Superman being bulletproof came from and the whole idea and everything he stood for. And that's actually, and it you know, dawned on me when I read it, that's actually why... Jonathan always dies in all of the incarnations because that forced the, him to co-create Superman and played such a huge role in his life that he just needed it to be a parallel with uh, with Clark. Right. So I'm just saying that the I'm looking at an overall picture and I'm looking at a a well-done production in terms of the series in terms of the conversations that Clark had with his father and not only that I just thought like you said they were spot on and that's why I try to look at Especially when a series is over, a series that as good as as good as this one was, you know, give or take uh, one or two seasons, too long. But I'm trying to look at the positive because you remember, there's going to be no more Smallville, uh, no new episodes after this. It's pretty much over, folks. So I'm trying to give you the overall theme that it was a great. Uh, it was great to have 
Jonathan Snyder back as his father, and those conversations were just pure gold. I mean, it made the show so great, and to to have him become Superman, the 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 fact that he handed off the the uniform to him, Hans, and then when he's ready to look up to say thank you or with that look, and all of a sudden he was gone again, was that was great too. I mean, those little things like him going into the fortress wearing black and white. Right, he was wearing black and white, and he leaves with the primary colors of the Superman uniform, even more symbolic of what it was. And then finally, the biggest thing that I thought, and DG agreed with me, and I hope he agrees again, is that his first save as Superman, he's saving the President of the United States uh, on Air Force One, and he's saving the world from that, you know, that planet that he, you know, obviously pushed aside with one little push. But still, let's just face it: for him to become Superman, the man he's going to be known throughout the world. He saved the world. He saved the president. I mean, those things are so great. What made the finale so great? I actually agree with you, uh, JB, on the whole father issue. Uh, When they killed him off, as much as I hated it because I I did love the character, it was needed because it's in every incarnation of of Superman. Whichever story you read, uh, dating back to when they first started it, he's always died, and... For them to do it on Smallville, the way yeah, they did yeah. it, I don't agree with it, that they killed Lana, he brought Lana back, so someone had to die. That I didn't like. But that the fact that they did follow that um, part of the Superman story, I loved. And I'll I'll defend it, I, and I'll go against DG, and he may hate me for it, but I thought it I was do. great that they did kill him. I mean, at the moment, yeah, I hated it because he, he's such a... Uh, a great father figure, a great guidance to Clark. And for him to lose that, I mean, yeah, it pushed him to become a better person himself, but I thought it was great. And the scenes for the season finale with, with Jonathan, it was just, it was great. You, they couldn't have written those lines any better. And that part that you're talking about, Joe, where he, he hands him the cape and he's gone when, you know, I know that look that you're talking about that Clark always does. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that you know, it's like I said, like Joe said, th- that alone in and of itself was perfection. The way that they wrote <clears throat> Jonathan, they could not, they literally could not have written it better. And it's what I meant when I said at the beginning of the episode or the beginning of this show, how um, Smallville. This episode was was perfect Smallville. It was classic Smallville. <clears throat> In the sense that it was the good and the bad and the ugly all rolled into one to make a Smallville episode. You know, if we can backtrack for a second, the truth of the matter is, you know, Joe, you mentioned that the the ratings were up almost 50%, right, from last episode to this episode? Right. Right. The last episode was so terrible, and the last couple episodes have been so terrible that to me, it almost by default makes this, the, the finale that much better. But the truth is, I would have been happy. And again, you know, Joe and I, we, we discuss this all the time in our production meetings where, you know, we're not insulting each other, uh, which we do constantly. I mean, we really go hardcore at it, you know, to the point where people get uh, upset and, they, you know, they don't know what to make of it. But we talked about how, man, we would be great producers, writers, just to get involved in stuff because we're always nitpicking and, and, you know, not liking certain things and disliking other things. But that was that was pure gold. The way they wrote Jonathan, the way they wrote Clark, that was pure gold. That was Smallville at its best. That was the show that we've come to know and love. And the truth is that I understand why they killed the father. I just don't like it. And that is a testament to John Snyder, the actor, because he is such a great 
thespian as an actor. He's just such a great actor that he was able to pull off a role. Because let's be honest, if you guys look at the movies, and I know you guys have seen them, Jonathan Kent really does not play a great role in the movies. It inspires him to become Superman, but in Smallville, he became such a central character, and I've always appreciated him light years above the mother. Why? Because Jonathan was a strong hand that Clark needed. You guys remember, I think it was the third season premiere, where Clark and Jonathan actually fought when Clark was on the Red Krypton, and Jonathan went to have to you know, lay the smack down on his son to bring him back. Do you guys remember that episode? Yep, of course. That that is why Jonathan Kent is the man. And the fact that he died protecting his son, that was great. The whole idea and it kinda of makes me even more upset because Lana, the way they wrote her off the show like Lanice was saying before, the way that that whole character story arc ended was so terrible that it kinda of crapped on what happened in the fifth season. But in that episode when he died, it was just like, Man, this is Smallville. This this is this is what you love about the show and yes I got upset and you know, whatever the case is, but you know, aside from that, that was great. The Lex thing was great, but Joe, you can't tell me that they, they didn't need to do more with Lex. At the end, with him being president, him not remembering anything, you can't tell me that that doesn't take away a little bit of the great relationship that, the, you know, when he killed Lionel, that was like the peak, that was the pinnacle. He finds out who Clark is, and then all of a sudden, it's gone? Come on, Joe, you can't tell me that that was, that was a good move by the, by the producers on that one. I'm going to tell you it was, I agree with you, I'm going to tell you it was not a good move, and I actually texted you asking you, you're going to have to explain something to me, and that's what I wanted you to explain to me, is that um, the only the only thing that I could take, the, I mean, I'm going to try to take some good out of that, too, is the fact that, do you find it, Hans, let me ask you, do you find it pretty cool that his his memory was erased by his own weapon, the neurotoxin? I mean, I thought that was an interesting twist, that what he used to, as evil was turned around and made him good. No, I, I I don't like it. I okay. that whole scene, I hated it because even in the comic books where where they make him forget, Clark is there and he has this, or Superman was there and he has this hate for him and it never goes away because in one comic book, um, I forget which one, but there was an explosion like I said and Clark or Superman goes to save him and you know. Classic villain, he thinks that the it's the superhero's fault that the explosion happened or everything went wrong, and he has th- that hate for him, and they took that hate away from Lex. Like, nothing ever happened, and I hate it. I hate the way they did it. I hate that it was his own weapon and his own sister and the way they killed her. That whole, that whole scene ruined the speech that they gave, uh, that Lex gave Clark. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I see Joe's point of view in terms of if you were to take Smallville out of it, right, if you look at that idea in and of itself, the the scene, that part of it is actually genius that his own weapon that he used for evil ended up turning him good. That's great, but we we don't like it because of the fact that it's Lex, and it really doesn't make sense in the context of Superman the character. But I get what Joe's saying. It really was It really was a genius move. But it's just not what we wanted to see. We didn't want to see Lex be good or whatever. Because, Joe, you were asking me to explain. Let me explain this to you. You know how at the end of the show it shows Lex becoming president in 2018 or whatever it is? Well, the fact is that eventually in the comics Lex becomes president, but he gets impeached because of all the evil things that he does. Lex is no longer evil at the end of Smallville, so he's going to go on to be like the greatest president we ever had. 
that doesn't even make sense to me. And the fact is that if if Tess's the toxin erased everything that he remembered and it showed you, you know, getting rid of all the smallville memories, then how the hell was Lex how was he supposed to be Lex? How was he supposed to be a, a genius? He he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know who he is. How does that get filled in? How do the blanks almost, get filled in? Yeah, it's almost like because right Michael Rosenbaum, the actor, wasn't there for season ten except for the finale. It's like they had to show um, all the clips that he was in when they erased his memory. It's almost like they wanted to pay homage to the guy when when they really shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, and and I agree in that sense, but it's just difficult to me because it just makes sense. How does he become president? How does he become the president of the United States when he doesn't even know who he is? And the truth is that. Clark becoming Clark, Lex becoming Lex, that's different than, you know, originally, like Hans was saying, it's just a, he, he's a classic villain. W- what I love about Smallville and what I kind of hate about it is the way that they played with the continuity of the characters because they made Lana Lang so important in the show, much more important than she ever was in the comics because really the focal point since the beginning of Superman has always been Lois. They had to go back in time, basically, and explain the whole Lana thing, because when Superman first appeared, he was Superman in Metropolis. He wasn't in Smallville. Smallville was right. a way to explain his origins, right? But in the show, Lana was so important that I, I wanted him to end up with Lana. To the point where at the beginning, I'm like, forget about Lois. I love Kristen Clark. I love the actress. I love their dynamic. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, the way they made Lex and Clark, that dynamic of the characters was so great. To have them start out as best friends and then end up as enemies... I mean, that's just classic, you know? And I hear the dogs barking in the background. I mean, they agree with me. That's classic Smallville, and that's not the way that it happened in the comics. So in that sense, the continuity of the of the uh, show is that much better than the comics. Any thoughts on that, Jimmy? I mean, if we're going to compare it to the comics, yeah. I mean, we could definitely go and say that they didn't follow the comics, like I said, uh, word for word, action for action. And I, I see your point. Um, as bad as, you know, we're dissecting, uh, as bad as we're making it seem like, like especially with Lex leaving, um, with Lex forgetting his, you know, his losing his memory, uh, I thought that was bad, and, you know, we could talk about other bad scenes, I just want to also mention, I'll, I'll be I'll be Mr. Negative for a couple minutes tonight on the show, um, you know, having, having, the whole fact that the, the fake Jimmy was killed, and now we have the new Jimmy at the end, to me, just like, why Why do you even have a fake Jimmy that dies, and then all of a sudden, the same actor, the same Jimmy, is back on the show at the end of the show? That, to me, made no sense. Sure, uh, sure, sorry, uh, Hans, do you want to take that one? Because I, I can talk about Jimmy for an hour. <laughs> well, I, I kind of agree with, with Joe. That was kind of ridiculous to have that the same person, even if it was a twin brother playing the other Jimmy or the real hey, Jimmy. Hans, Hans, there's, a, yeah. there's a, like a 12-year age gap. Between the two of them, how is it that they're identical twins, twelve years apart, separated at birth? Can well, you explain no, I'm that to me? In real life, the the actors, they're twins. There's two of them. Oh yeah, but it was the same exact guy. It was Aaron Ashmore, not Sean Ashmore. Oh, it was Aaron Ashmore. Well, I thought that was ridiculous. Regardless, the whole Jimmy thing. But I did like that they put him in at the end, and it was supposed to be the real Jimmy. The fact that Lois even mentioned. The other Jimmy was kind of dumb because it well, wasn't you know the real Jimmy. Two things. First of all, can you tell that dog to shut the hell up? I'm sick of the no, crypto screaming in the background. That's the first thing. And, sec- <laughs> you know, crypto can get on the show another day. Second of all, <laughs> I actually like the fact that she mentioned the other Jimmy only because it's a small book continuity. I agree. 
it's terrible that they made a, a, a duplicate Jimmy, alternate clone version of himself, his own twin brother, 15 years removed from his senior's mother's uncle's wife. But the fact is that the fact that they acknowledge it is kind of like, oh, right, yeah, we screwed up. And, again, if we can, you know, take a break for a second on the whole finale, I was talking to Joe about this in our production meeting, and, uh, you know, surprisingly it was a successful one, and we were very complimentary towards each other. I think what we should do from here on in, you know, let me get your take on the air, guys, is that I think we should continue with the Smallville View segment on Thursdays, but instead we could do like a Smallville recap or we can talk about the show. You know how we're going into the whole Pete thing, the Lana thing, all this other stuff. We can continue to talk about the show, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Maybe even do character by character, Lois. How did she compare to the comics? Or, you know, what did we like about Lois? Or favorite story arcs or worst episodes like the Stride Gum episode, like Lana becoming a witch, like the entire seventh season with Lana, um, not Lana, Kara, who's butt ugly and horrible and we hated her and she was the worst character ever. You know, we can talk about our, our actual loathing of the character. So w- what do you guys think about that? I mean, not today, obviously, but we'll get into that later. But what do you guys think? I, I'm all for that. I would like to continue with that. Sorry, what would you say, Joe? I heard a dog barking. What would you say? Oh, I said I'm all for that because, you know, we want to keep Hans employed here. So I think we should definitely keep uh, <laughs> keep up with the, the Smallville talk. Of course. We, we, we definitely want to do that. But, you know, it's just, it's a testament to the show that, look, we've, we haven't done this on any topic. Let's be honest, Joe. We haven't had an update. We haven't done anything. There's no Todd's take. Todd is temporarily unemployed for the week from this show. But 50 minutes in, and we're still talking Smallville. This is how much, how much, how passionate we are about the show. You know, you have, you have other shows out there. Like, I know there's a Smallville talk show that just finished and other shows on Blog Talk Radio. But this is our first time venturing into one topic for an entire episode and, man, it has been a rousing success to the point where, where Lenise, who, who called earlier, is still listening to the show, sending messages, sending emails, blowing up faxes, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Just so excited about the show. And Andrea actually has decided to stay up all night and listen to the show over and over again and do what Joe did for the finale and just watch it re- repeatedly. But the fact is that this show... These ten seasons, I watched it for nine. Joe, you watched it for ten since day one. Hans, when did you start watching the show? Did you start from the beginning? No, I actually didn't. I was in the military when Smallville started, and when it did start, oh, like I, Whitney. I really you I, were like Whitney. I, yeah, I yep. was like Whitney. I actually hated Superman when it started because I was a huge as a kid. I was a huge Batman and Superman fan, but when they killed Superman, that literally crushed me. I didn't even know what to think anymore when they killed Superman, the strongest hero alive, and he's dead. After that, I stopped reading his comics. I Is that why you turned to drugs, sir? Yeah, pretty much. And I turned to you as my dealer. <laughs> or Pete as your dealer. Uh, yeah, Pete eventually became my dealer. But I, I didn't want to watch the show when it, it, it first came out. I think I started watching it. I saw an episode during season two or three, and I kind of actually dug it. I rented the first two seasons. I watched it nonstop, and I caught up to it. I mean, it's that, it's that good of a show. You know what I mean? I, I, it's so good that, again, it pulled me back in after not watching it. And the truth is that, Joe, let me tell you this. I'm sure you'll appreciate this. The reason I didn't watch Smallville at the beginning is because I told my friends at the time, Joe, another Joe, 
and a buddy of mine named Sean that, you know, we're no longer friends anymore because he's, he's scum. But I told the two of them, and they were talking about when I used to work at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. When I used to work, uh, you know, at Bed Bath & Beyond, talking to them, and I'm like, man, Smallville is the stupidest idea ever. Superman sucks. And I still, interestingly enough, I don't like the Superman character. I, I don't like him as a superhero. I think he's too powerful. His his villains are terrible. You know, I can I can hate on Superman all day long. But Smallville, once I actually gave it a chance, I realized how wrong that I was. And it was just such an interesting show, the, the dynamic of it, the Clark, the Lana, everything. It's just like, man, this show is great. And it was so good that even though I stopped watching it, I couldn't stay away. I had to come back to the show and watch it. It's like the ex-girlfriend, you know, you, you, you're really in love, but she does something terrible, like she you know, destroys your favorite video game or something, and you, you kick her to the curb, you dump her, you break up with her, but you but you love her, so you come back to her. That's exactly, this is like a, like a crazy love affair with Smallville. And now that it's over, I'm depressed, and I'm probably going to go hang out in graveyards and, you know, do what Clark did and wear red leather jackets with S's on my chest and to, to, just weep at Jonathan Kent's grave. But aside from that, you know, this show, it just proves how it transcends things. And my wife talks about how it's a soap opera and she hates on it and, you know, just vicious, venomous, horrible attacks. But the fact is that this is just, this was just good television. When Smallville was good, it was amazing. When it was terrible, I'm sure that, that, that kid agrees with me, when it was terrible, like the the entire fourth season, like the seventh season with, with uh, Kara, every episode she was in, it was bad. But it struck this mix of just quality entertaining television, for the most part. JB, what do you think about that, sir? I agree with you, and you know, when we look at it as a whole again, the series, I think it paid some homage to the comics. It didn't follow, again, it didn't follow it word for word verbatim, but it did pay some homage, and the other thing it also paid, for, and we didn't get to it at all, but I thought it paid the movie some homage, too, because you had Perry White at the very end, you know, saying, Great Caesar's Ghost. I thought that was a great line right there. And then you yeah, had... Yeah. You know, you had the whole build-up to, like, it was seven years later, so that, the like you said uh, in our production meeting, the whole staff of, of uh, the Daily Planet had turned over pretty much. So Clark was yeah. then known as the bumbling idiot with the glasses. So yeah. the fact yeah. that, you know, there was going to be no continuity if Clark was going to be at the Daily Planet and they wouldn't fast-forward seven years later, because they all know that Clark's not a bumbling idiot. But seven years yeah. later, he could be that bumbling idiot that, you know, everyone loves because he's just like a, you know, a little goofball. And, you know, it's just a nerd, and, you know, nobody compares him or even knows that he's Superman except for Lois. So I thought for them to pay some homage to the movies itself was a great thing, too. You know, and Hans, I'd like, I'd like to get, until I get to stop talking, I'd like to get your take on this. You know, you're just being totally unprofessional, by the way. Um, I'd like to get your take on what Joe just said, but let me just say this. What I, what I find interesting, and again, double-edged sword, the seven-year-later thing is not only ridiculous and idiotic, but it's perfect and it's great. Why? Because Smallville wrote themselves into a corner by having Lois and Clark about to get married when they shouldn't have been married, when they shouldn't have even, when they shouldn't have even known each other. The fact of the matter is that I guess my wife had her baby because I hear I hear the baby screaming in the background. Um, He's excited about sorry, what babe, you're saying. I'll be there in a minute. Uh, what is it, Hans? The baby's excited about what you're saying. Okay. He agrees with well, you. All right. Tell him to pump his fist. All right. So what I was saying was. The seven-year thing was great because, like like Joe said, um, it allowed Clark to be the bumbling idiot. But Lois and Clark shouldn't have been married until much later in their future. So that seven-year thing was perfect. It doesn't make any sense why and why you would postpone a wedding for seven years. But aside from that, it was great. 
I love the Great Caesars ghost thing. I love the even though we we didn't see Perry because he's actually married in real life to uh, Martha Kent, you know, Nell Tool, um, Michael McKean, the actor. But we heard his voice, so he was a part of it. Jimmy was there. It was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect that whole aspect to it. So Hans, what did you think about that? I actually want to correct Joe because that Great Caesars. Ghosting is actually not from the movie. It's from the comics. It's Perry White's original line, what he used to always say in the comic books. It's not from the movie. The movie was paying homage to the original comics. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's all right. My I, bad, Blair. I just wanted to throw that because you, you always you're going on about how they don't go. Uh, go back to the comics word for word, but they actually do. And it's been a lot of little things throughout all of Smallville that they go through through the comic books. The whole saving the airplane, that's actually Clark's first act as Superman. That's where he changes into the Superman suit. And he's in the comics, the original comics, he's saving a, uh airplane from crashing into somewhere and he's catching the the plane in a black T-shirt, which is something that Clark was wearing when he first started uh, becoming the Blur, uh, which they also paid homage to from the comics and the great teasers, Ghost Line. And there was actually another scene where he caught the car where Chloe discovered him. That's also from the comic books, which the movie did pay homage to as well. Or right, can you pay? Yeah, can you pay homage to Pure Gold by uh, getting to the point? Well, I um, I I love. <laughs> now you lost me. I completely Sorry. forgot what my point was. <laughs> I'm sure there was a point buried in there somehow, shrouded in secrecy, Somewhere. covered in mystery. I'm sure at some point there was a point to that other than ripping Joe a new one because he got the the reference wrong, but. Um, what did you think about the seven year later thing? What, what were your thoughts on that? You know, it was it was dumb, like you said. I I didn't like it. It made no sense at as any couple to postpone a wedding for seven years. But as Lois and Clark to get married later in the future, that was great. I didn't like the how it started where Chloe's telling the story with a Smallville comic to this kid. Her kid, obviously, but you <laughs> know, some random just, kid that she found on the street. I just didn't like it. I I didn't like it. Like you said, it was idiotic, but good at the same time. Okay. Um. Aside from your your hatred of all things Chloe, you know, I I actually thought that was kind of cool because it showed Clark being the folk hero that we kind of uh, understand him to be. Small, you know, being Smallville, being Superman. So I, I liked that aspect of it, Chloe and whatnot, even though we wanted Chloe to die for, like, the first eight seasons of the show, and they never killed her off, and then, you know, she decides to leave. But, you know, I thought that aspect of the show was good. It was interesting, you know, the way that they did it, the way that they were able to pull it off. Let me ask you a question, Joe, going back to you. Yeah. Actually, no, going back to Hans, I'm sorry. What did you think about the way that Clark dispatched Dark dark side so easily And let me just rant on this for a second The one thing that I've always hated about Smallville And I go back to Doomsday I go back to what they did that The only way that the only time they ever handled it well I think was last year with Zod But um You know they built up Doomsday for the entire year Davis Bloom all this other crap And then all of a sudden he's dispatched in two seconds by Clark Throws him underground So he can kind of come back later on in life The way that Doomsday came out of like the plant 
underground the same way. That was cool. But other than that, he dispatched him easily. There was no big fight scene. Dark Side was built up this entire season, other than this gas coming out of you know Lionel's beep. The way they made it was like, man, Dark Side is this monstrous force, which in the comics he's he's almost unstoppable. But all one punch, one super flying punch, Dark Side is over. That's it. It's done. He moves Apocalypse with you know or Apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, with like you know his 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 left butt cheek. He moves it over. It's gone. It's out of Earth's orbit. The the three the the unholy trinity, whatever you want to call them, they were all dispatched easily. I've always hated this about Smallville that they just don't wrap things up well. It should have been an all-out knockdown, drag them out, ten-minute slugfest between Clark and Darkseid, and instead we get Clark flying through him and moving the planet. Hans, what do you think about that, sir? I, I agree with you, Clark. When using his powers, he's not a good fighter. He, the the fights are are quick. They're really ridiculous. The only time Clark ever really fights and fights really well is when he's not Superman, when he loses his powers. Like, uh, I think it was three episodes, the kind of like 300 episodes yeah. where him and, him and Oliver are, are in the Phantom Zone fighting. Those are the only times that Clark really knows how to fight is when he's not Superman. And when he is, that whole he's floating in the air and then he just, flies right through him, that was just ridiculous. Because you're right, they hype these villains up to be so great. And in the end, it's like one, two punches, and that's it. When it should be an all-out brawl. Yeah, and I understand there's a budget. Let me ask you you guys both this question. How great would Smallville have been as a movie on a real budget, on a real big-time budget, Joe? How amazing would the show have been? Even if just a one-episode, one, two-hour movie. Yeah, I mean, to end the show, I always thought to end any good show on TV, it's great to make a, a t, uh, not TV, it's good to make a movie and then just have it play out, and you can really tie up a lot of storylines. And you're right, I mean, every time Clark fought with his powers, uh, those fights lasted, like, a scene, and, like, for the most part, Smallville was all sizzle, no steak. I mean, we got, we were teased so many times, you know, most of the time we loved the this, this season premiere and the season finale, but all those were actually teasers too because, you know, they would continue the following season and they would still be all sizzle. So you're right, the fact that he fought Doomsday um, for like, what, literally like two minutes underground was just like, you know, almost like, you know, they don't know how to, they don't know how to fight, uh, make fight scenes with Clark and uh, his, his villains on Smallville. So that definitely gets minus points for me. And to make it a great movie, like you were asking me, to make it a movie would be just a great way to finish uh, a 10-year run on TV. I, I would be all for it. I just don't think that after doing this finale on TV that they could possibly do a movie now. Yeah, no, that's true, but I, I'm just saying I would love to have seen the budget because the yeah. budget was always the big constraint with the show. The reason right. they weren't able to do so many other things, you know, in retrospect, we could sit here and talk about budgets and, and the way the show was held back, the fact that they could never do Batman, which is ridiculous because he fit perfectly. Instead, they made Oliver become Batman, basically. Um, the way they never did Wonder Woman, who now isn't going to have a show, and they could have easily done her, you know, as a, as a character. But, um, you know, any any other thoughts on the on the finale, Hans? Any other things? I mean, you know, any other things that you liked or disliked? Grotesquely, as immensely? As, um, yeah, I do, actually. Uh 
uh, Joe mentioned it, it or and we were talking about it, the continuity. And I loved how when Lex came back in the scene, he had the black glove. And I don't know if you guys remember this from, I think, I'm not sure. It was when Pete was still around. They went to that old people's home, and they had that old lady who was blind, but she could touch people and re- or see their future. And yeah, yeah. in the future that she saw for Lex, he's in the white suit with the black glove. And when he comes back, he has that black glove in there, and he has it in that um, quick two-second scene where he's being elected president. He's in his white suit with the black glove. I love that part. And not to harp on Pete again, but in the comments, <laughs> Pete is his vice president. So even then, it would have been a good moment show a picture of Pete or even any random black person and put Pete <laughs> Ross's name would have been I would have been satisfied with that. Or or on the bottom say uh, Lex Luthor elected president twenty eighteen Pete Ross is vice president. That would have been great. Yes, but going back that, even I would have been happy with that. Wait a second. Going back to Pete for one second, just one second Joe before you go crazy. <laughs> you touched on something key, which is why the whole Pete thing bothers me, is the continuity of the show has always been so great. And I touched on this earlier, but I didn't really expound upon the point for 20 minutes. Um, the fact is that they've always been so good about continuity, just to drop Pete like a bad habit, like a angry you know, black man, was a terrible idea. The way they ended it with him was just so bad, it didn't make any sense, and it was a lack of continuity, which otherwise in this show has been so stellar, you know, they've been so stellar about... But I digress for a second. Anything else there? I think, and to just touch on that subject again, the reason it was so bad, because they left it so open-ended, like, you know, we're moving away because of your secret. Meaning that, you know, I can come back in a couple years when I'm more mature and I can handle your secret. Instead, he comes back eight years later and he still can't handle it. Yeah. I mean, mean, it was good. It was good that they had that conversation. Wait, sir, it was good they had that conversation, at least they were able to get it off their chest, but, I mean, come on, you know, they could have done a better better job than that. Yeah, they could have. But other than that, back to the season finale, uh, what you were saying about a movie budget, or even if they had a little better budget, because even when he was flying around the suit, uh, with the suit, it seemed like they took scraps from Superman Returns and threw it into Smallville. <laughs> Is what yeah. it seemed like. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. But I love the fact that that at the end, all I really ever expected was him ripping off the shirt with the S on his chest. If he wouldn't have flown around or anything, but at least done that, I would have been happy, and I was extremely happy that they gave us that. Come on, dude! Ten years he doesn't fly. Come on, seriously. Well, that sucked. That kind of did suck. But you you mentioned a fact when we were, or after we watched the season finale, that even in the original comics, Superman couldn't fly. That wasn't one of his original powers. He could only leap tall buildings in a single bound. So, you know, maybe over the 10 years, he, he developed that, the flying thing. But again, 10 years, no flying. Come on, Clark, you're an idiot. Especially because his cousin, who was basically a baby, you know, when she came, had no clue what was going on, was easily able to fly. fly right off the bat. Joe, give us your thoughts on that. 
Let's talk about Pete for another hour, sir. <laughs> Joe, Joe just chuckles. That's it. There's nothing else. Joe, do you have any any comments? Anything you'd like to say, sir? Before I I, I mute you for the rest of the show. Yeah, I just want to give you uh, one last thought. Uh, before I do, I just want to also mention like if you weren't if you claim to be a Smallville and Superman fan. I don't know how you couldn't have been pumped when he was given the uniform and then went down to one knee, and before he flew, he got all those, you know, the the world, the the wind stars swirling around him, and then he finally flew. I don't know how you can't get pumped on that little scene right there. Oh, I was um, definitely pumped. I was so, definitely pumped when that happened. Yep. DJ, you were pumped too, were you, right? Yeah. Were you emotional during that scene, Joe? I mean, because I know you've been crying like a little girl this whole time, yeah. but, but were you emotional? DG, just don't worry about it. Just remember that Smallville has been like a third of my life. I'm bringing all the positive, and trust me, you know, you'll have plenty of negative on Thursday's show when we start nitpicking the actual series season by season and, uh, you know, different storylines that suck. But I also want to mention, do you like the fact that the, the series finale was almost uh, an episode earlier in the, se- in the series where they, they took um, Clark having a dream about him, um, you know, having no powers, and Lex was the president, uh, ironically enough, in 2018. Wait, say that again? They took us. They took um, some of the uh, finale, um, some of the, the storyline from a, a previous episode. Yeah. Do you remember the, the episode where he was actually dreaming that, that Lex was president and he was in this, he was basically in, like, Clark Hell World or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you like what the fact that, that they, they, they had that that correlation that he was president in 2018 in his dream, and then he was 2000, in 2018, seven years later, in real life, in the real Smallville life, uh, he was president again. I just love that you said the real Smallville life, and we're talking about the yeah. TV show. And okay. I'd like to know where the hell you're going to be in 2018 and what you're doing, sir. But, um, Hans, any thoughts on that? I actually don't remember that episode that he's talking about the dream where Clark is powerless and Lex is the president, but I think then, he made like, it up. I'm not even sure. with, with that comparison, even with that comparison, um, it's still when he got his memory erased, it still takes away from it because Clark knows he's there to stop Lex. He says it to him. He tells him, "I'm always going to be there to stop you," and to take all that away and him being president. Like he's okay with it Like oh Lex is a good guy now It just It takes away from it their whole I agree with that you know what One thing that bothered me also if I could just harp on this real quick I know Joe you didn't like the Tess character And she kind of grew on me like a bad fungus But how is it that Tess, Tess gets killed She has no interaction with anybody In the last episode Other than, other than Lionel and Lex and Doesn't see Clark Clark has no clue what's going on. Clark doesn't find her. We never know what happens. And, and then, like, like Han said, oh, I'm all Lex's present. I guess that's okay. How is it that nobody mourned Tess? How is it that Tess, who's been a main character for three seasons, just basically stopped existing? Can you explain it to me, Joe? <laughs> I'm not going to explain that one. I, I wanted this test to be the Miss Tess mocker. You know that for years I've been telling you about that. Joe. Another thing about that, the test, uh, Lex get his gets his whole memory erased from the moment she touches him or like 30 seconds after that. Lex stands up and walks to a window. He doesn't bother thinking, hey, there's a dead person here and I have her <laughs> blood on me. If you're, 
if I get up, my memory's been wiped. I have no idea what's going on. That's my first thought. I would, I'm going to look down and say, hey, there's a wow. dead person here. We need to end the show well, now. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Joe, just because you hated the Seth character, you know what? Enough's enough. You make us all sick. Um, any guys? Any closing thoughts before we close? I mean, we still we're still going to talk for forty five minutes about this. But you have any any closing thoughts about it, Joe? <laughs> all in all, I'm going to give I'm going to give the Smallville series finale. I'm going to change my vote to. A, I mean, if there was a B plus on the, I'd vote for B plus. But uh, all in all, I got what I wanted. In the end, storyline was really good. Uh, and again, the the I thought that I'm weighing the conversations between Clark and his father way more important than any, you know, Pete, you know, mentioned or being the best man or VP. <laughs> so let's not even, I mean, I'm not even going to repeat what I said before because I just think that, you know, I'm going to stay positive. Today was a good show. We really dissected, I think, the finale at least. And then Thursday we'll definitely get into some fantasy booking, as DG would say. <laughs> definitely. Hans, what about you, sir? And if I could give it a grade, I maybe gave it a C plus, B minus at the most. Oh, Even with all the have... great speeches between the father and himself and even the mom and him. I think they just they did some stupid things in the the series finale and they both kinda just evened each other out. Hello? <laughs> oh sorry, you're talking to my cat because he's he's been No. He's been flying around with. I, I made a little Superman cape for him, so he's been flying no, around you. the house like like a lunatic. But um, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> of course, I just you know what I just thought it was a great a, a great ending. I mean, it, it was there was nothing wrong with it. It was a hundred percent perfect. I'd give it a big <laughs> F if I was going to grade it. Um, no, you know what I, I gave it a B on our on our poll, and of course, folks, I forgot to mention this earlier. But if you'd like to uh, mention, if you'd like to you know be a part of our poll. The the poll question of the week would be what grade would you give the Smallville season finale? A, B, C, D, F. For some reason, we skipped E because we are from the ghetto and we live in towns where they don't know how to, uh, you know, do alphabets. But aside from that, you know, so far the results, uh, we have, you know, overwhelmingly right now, A is is winning. I think somebody just, just bombarded us with, with the votes on the same thing. But if you'd like to vote, please go to our website, puregoldpg.com. You know, I just thought that the show was, was it was definitely, and I know that I harp on stuff and I nitpick, but that's just what I do. I'm a talk show host. That's what we do. If there was nothing negative to talk about, we would be out of a job. We'd be homeless. We'd be living on the street with, uh, you know, nothing but our cats and our dogs and our children. We'd have nothing left. But I thought it was a B. You know, I, those moments that Joe talks about, the positive moments, were so strong. They outweighed a lot of the negative. But, again, I have to nitpick because if not, I wouldn't be DG. I wouldn't be Mr. Negativity. Um, you know, again, not having, not having Lana in and not having Pete, you know, ultimately I guess it's not as important as it could have been, but I just thought that I'm just a big believer in this something I've always felt, you know, I've always hated shows where they replace main actors or, or any actor with a different actor. always hated that, like the same character. I've always hated finales where everybody doesn't show up. So to me, Pete should have been there. Lana should have been there. Even just a cameo, even just a one, one scene, something where they're there, you know, just to really like, end the show off perfectly, end it off right. But they just did a great job with so many other things, and, you know, Lex and Tess aside, Lionel was there. It was just, it shows you, like I said, what made Smallville great, why we liked it for so many years, why it tortured our existence for so many years, and it was just, it was just pure gold, sir, sirs. 
it was just pure gold. And, uh, you know, one more time, any closing thoughts from either one of you? Anything else left before we drop a you-know-what on this show? Hans? Nothing for me. All right, JB? Oh, after we read the sponsor, I am pumped. Stay tuned for the finale of this show because it will leave you pumped. JB, you want to read that? <laughs> you want to get that going for us? <laughs> yes, sir. Speaking of being pumped, this tonight's Super Smallville special was brought to you by Fitness365. Are you sick of being out of shape? Tired of not uh-huh. having the energy? <laughs> are you? Are you tired of not having the energy to do what you need to do? It's time to get. <laughs> it's time to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. We here yeah, at Fitness Three Sixty Five have the answer for you and your workout problems. Call us at nine seven three five nine two seven eight four zero for a high intensity interval training boot camp. Get in shape fast with four weeks of tough training and an easy to follow meal plan, all for a low price of one hundred dollars. Visit us at our website at www.powerhousegym.vpweb.com. And for more info, you can call 973-592-7840. We are Fitness365. Get fit, be fit, stay fit. DG? Man, that was the longest ad you've ever read in the history of this show. <laughs> it was. Anything you, left, anything you left out? I mean, you want to say get fit, be fit? I mean, no offense. I mean, you know, we love Fitness365. As a matter of fact, I think I need to call them because I'm a sloppy mess. And I, need to, I need to be at my Smallville best, at my Clark slash Tom Welling best for the rest of the show, for the run of the show, for the continuity of Pure Gold. But, folks, for those of you out there in Radio Land, we'd like to thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank Fitz, our useless producer. I'd like to thank Hans for joining us again for another classic Smallville View segment. I'd like to thank Kelly, our board op. I'd like to thank Andrea from Wallington, Lenise from Pasek, all of our other countless, and I do mean countless, because only God knows how many people listen to the show. God himself, the big guy upstairs. Only he knows... We'd like to thank all of you listening, Twitter, Facebook, all that other stuff. Keep hitting us up. This show, as always, pure gold. We thank you for joining us. For JB, this is DG of PG, or pure gold, reminding you to always keep it PG. And gentlemen, there's only one way to end tonight.